It's a trios match tonight. We got things to talk about. The merger with Warner Media and Discovery, what is that going to mean for AEW or possibilities on that note? Tony Khan, he's been making a lot of moves, but how people are feeling about them recently, along with some other stuff. So a lot of things to talk about as usual per Thursday, and it's time to start tonight's episode. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. Two chains alongside of Damian, Salty G, and the giant crab Jamal. We are the three, the trio that will be handling tonight's episode. Wheels on spring break and uh, sell us his vacation. So they will not be making a run in at all tonight, but that's okay because we will hold it down for our fellas. But before we get into it, Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well uh, for someone that's about to go on vacation themselves. Sounds good. Damien, just came from vacation yourself. I was going to say, <laughs> as someone who just came back from a staycation, I am envious of all of you. Enjoy your vacations. And uh, let's talk some wrestling, shall we? Oh, and uh, I, I don't have any vacations as of right now. So, uh, whoops, I missed the memo. Um, but yeah, tonight we're going to talk about some uh, topics that I feel like no one's actually kind of talking about them. And if they are, they haven't worded them in the way we're going to get into it. So stick around. We got an hour worth of content for you for tonight. And we're starting off with Warner Media, the parent company to TBS, TNT, just in case you didn't know, HBO, among some others. There's a huge merger. Um, and Jamal, totally correct me if I'm if I'm wrong about the information I'm about to say, but there's a huge merger amongst Warner Media and Discovery, and I believe it has already been agreed upon. But how mergers yeah. work is that they get agreed upon, but nothing is final until the official announcement happens. Uh, we just seen this recently with Spirit and Frontier. We just seen, um, sort of, <laughs> I mean, it works, uh, but. There's a, there's a, lines. There's a, <laughs> there was another slightly different merger in Country Row and Funimation. Who Country Row was yes. the uh, Funimation is the parent company, I think, but Country Row mm-hmm. is now the whole thing. I don't know. Well, uh, that's for another podcast. Uh, but the other big one, especially in the uh, um, streaming service wars, is this whole Warner Media and Discovery. First of all, I love Discovery Plus, it is my favorite streaming app, uh, hands down. Uh, so the fact that they're putting these two together, I absolutely have my reservations about it, but we'll see what happens. But in terms of wrestling, what does this mean potentially for AEW, potentially ROH? Who knows? So we're going to kind of free, freestyle this conversation. Um, there may be some other news or tidbits to it. Um, and we're going to start it off with you, Jamal. Well, $43 million, $43 billion. 
I said uh, million. I said what? <laughs> yeah, $43 billion, billion with a B, uh, is what the merger is supposed to be um, about between AT&T, which owned WarnerMedia, and yeah. Discovery, uh, Discovery Networks Incorporated. Now, CNN, HBO, Cinemax, um, other entities like the Adult Swim content, Rick and Morty stuff, that's all coming over from the uh, AT&T side. Property Brothers and all of those shows on uh, A&E, TOC, Discovery Channel, Animal Planet, all those things are coming over. ID, put some respect on my favorite ID. No, nah, but um, that they'll come <laughs> over and um, no, and that's going to be a thing too. Now, Discovery Plus is already a thing, and they already have their streaming service, mm-hmm. and that's really kind of what uh, Warner Media is was looking to go towards. Uh, but that's going to be really interesting to see what happens in that regard because HBO Max is a thing, but CNN Plus was a thing that just got started. And then there is another, um, you know, uh, streaming service that was in the Warner family that's not like Warner uh, um, Discovery. So, Warner Brothers Discovery is the name of the new company, mm-hmm. and that uh, apparently last week the uh, that merger did go through. Apparently, two weeks ago, the government said that we'll allow this to happen. Um, the SEC allowed it to happen. So it's pretty much a done deal. Um, if the last I isn't dotted and the last T isn't crossed by now, it will be very soon. The question really comes is, out of all the properties and content that we've mentioned, AEW isn't being distributed by uh, Warner on Turner Broadcasting uh, Services. So the question, as it's relevant to us, is what is there, where does AEW fit in right now is it too early to to tell right now? Um, if you are Warner, and I'm not Warner, if you were Discovery, and you've never really dealt with this type of media before, wrestling being the unique niche but very vocal entity that it is, um, you know, where do you, how do you integrate that? And of course, the big thing for AEW fans has been, well, we need to get on HBO Max and we need to get a streaming service. I don't think that they need to do that right now. Um, I don't think the AEW network is the thing that needs to happen tomorrow. Um, I think they need to solidify the ratings on TNT and have that be a little bit more consistent than they have been. They need to weather the storm of competition better. But the question now becomes is, and this is the chicken little effect that AEW fans seem to have is, oh my God, Discovery's never dealt with wrestling before in a major way. Will they like wrestling? Please, Jesus, don't let them throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> I think that's a stretch. But it is an interesting question as to the uh, uh, distribution of AEW going forward. They're not leaving TNT. They have a contract that's up, you know, two years from now. They're, but does that mean better corporate synergy? Will we see Property Brothers taking bumps on Dynamite? <laughs> Will we see, you know, um, the Dark Order head to Animal Planet and like wrestle some alligators? Um, will we see, you know, Taco Bell and Control Your Narrative actually make a thing uh, happen? You know, I mean, like, that's kind of where it is. And that's, for me, is what I would like to see happen in more of a cross-branding. And since there are a lot more brands, you know, that that at their disposal, it would be cool to see um, 
investigation discovery do a kayfabe look for aew in uh some as, as a part of some storyline you know I, it would be cool to see a 30-minute show on tlc about you know the, the physics of wrestling or something like that you know getting mythbusters involved and, and stuff i mean that's how you grow a brand that's how you get your more eyes on the product because if you just ask wrestling fans to watch wrestling cool but that's where it stops you need casuals to grow the brand so uh, i think that's the question uh, that, I, that i posed to you guys is where do you see AEW fitting into this and doesn't even matter right now for them go ahead damien yeah i i really quick uh i don't really think it matters at this point because as you have stated they're still in the process of trying to find their niche in terms of programming overall uh i feel like the the purchase of the ring of honor tape library would probably have a bitter a bigger impact than just aw by itself it would came to streaming or whatnot uh i just think it's just another move like you said corporate synergy to try to facilitate more content because you know as much as people want to cut the cord they still have 4,372 um, subscription services so just another avenue for people to get hooked on the vine that's how i look at it so AEW, just keep doing what they're doing building their audience uh do i want to see the property brothers hit each other with a chair one turns heel sure because that show annoys me but other than that or uh who's the other one Chip and Joanna, I don't know if they're on that program on that network. Yeah, it, yeah I don't think Flip and Flop is on there. Yeah, I, I would want them to go in a steel cage match, but other than that, doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, can Listen. we have Orange Cassidy and Storage Wars already? I mean, oh, see, that would be a great, great addition to that show. I, I feel like this conversation is nothing but um, it's fun because it's a bunch of fun uh, wish list type of, of items dollars. and suggestions <laughs> being tossed out here. Here's the thing, why? This really has it will never be. Uh, how do I even put this? AW is not even on their radar right now because the big elephant in the room right now is DC. And reportedly coming out today is that all of the suit guys in this merger are looking at DC and there's a complete overhaul that's going to completely affect everything that's in development for them. If what you would think is one of their most lucrative branches of all of this is is now under the microscope, well, you could assume that AEW is nowhere near to be found in this. So that that's my first thing. The second thing is I like what you all are saying. The only issue is that, well, the, the identity of AEW then has to change. And that's a scary thing because once you start going down this revenue, this avenue, then you start to become sports entertainment and you can't mm. compete with that juggernaut in WWE. So I do like the cost promotion. I actually love when they were doing that earlier in the AEW uh, uh, stages. Um, they got away from it. They had the Rick and Morty. I know some people wasn't really fond of it. They had Space Jam, which was really cool. And then it just ceased. Why? Because... As you said, to grow the brand, you've got to bring in the, the, uh, the uncasual fans. And you also got to make your brand and your property seem marketable besides just niched wrestling fans or even combat sports fans. So when you think about all these different uh, departments or uh, or brands or whatever it is that's going to all be under this umbrella, 
when when who do you think looks over at AEW and says like, "Yo, we actually need to do something with them." But when you look at all these other folks, like when you think about um in the uh uh what what do you call this the um the paranormal uh the paranormal shows and 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 all of that 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 whole genre. The reason why that genre is so strong because they just kept crossing over and they just kept doing more and more uh, styling of programming from documentaries to reality shows to all sorts of different things. And thus it's sustained. And it's one of the biggest uh, 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 genres within Discover- what well, was in, Dis- in Discovery Plus. And that's why they like continue to grow. Um, and, I, and I think that, you know, somewhere somehow AEW has got to kind of figure out what their niche is going to be. Is it going to be sustainable? And it also has to make sense to the suit guys that are sitting across the table from them and saying, yes, we want to invest in this in the long run. Or is this a contract that's got them on TBS for two years and then next thing you know, they're looking for a new home. And where would that home be? Because if that home isn't in under this branch, because it won't be with this merger, that means there's a whole bunch of places now it can't go. Well, it sure it sure as hell can't go to NBC Universal because, and that's a whole nother other brand. So, what does that leave left? Uh, NBC, CBS, 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 CBS. Yeah, That's it. And and CW's a stretch because CW is still kind of under this umbrella. If you if you if you think about it, um, well, CW is part CBS, part Warner, but I'm not yeah. sure. It's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, what what exactly where that lies? Yeah, um, it's weird. Yeah, I mean that is a, that is a thing, but I think the reason why it's such an issue is because and such a concern for a lot of fans is because it's not that out of all the things that Warner controls, Discovery would just go, "Ew, wrestling." It's not that at all. I mean, granted, there are other properties. There's a video game, uh, you know, industry that we're not even begun to talk about. There's Harry Potter and all of that thing, that stuff. They got a movie coming out this, this week tonight. Tomorrow, um, yeah, tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just a ton of movies and video games and merchandise uh, that Warner has control of. And then that's on top of the TV stuff. And then at the bottom of that list, number 500 on that list out of 1,000 may be the wrestling. But here's the deal. The highest rated show on TV for Warner is AEW on Wednesdays. The only thing that they're losing to is live sports. I mean, consistently. So, I mean, that that is something that can't be understated. And I think it is something that would be to the benefit in the very near future for um, Discovery to take a look at. Because, yes, uh, hold on one second, because a movie takes several years to develop. A video game takes longer to develop. And live news is live news. So that's an audience that, that just is what it is. But who the hell else can tell you that we're going to give you a million-ish people live consistently every week. There aren't too many sports right now that can guarantee that kind of number, which is why Fox paid what they paid for WWE. No matter how bad people think the property is, Fox paid a billion dollars for WWE because they know that 2 million people are going to be eyes on their product, and that's and, and they don't have to deal with the production cost. The only thing they got to do is flip the switch, turn it on, and let, and let the CGI through uh, AR graphics do their thing. That's what it is. It's a win-win for everybody, regardless of what the ratings say. And the ratings aren't great for Fox. It's just it's just hard to compare WWE and AEW because their their ideology is is different. 
You know, I'm not even talking about them as a company. I'm talking about them as a TV show. The bottom line is, is that on cable, you have a million people watching a thing. I don't give a shit if it's squirrel wrestling. If a million people are watching, that's a million people watching. Do you think it's fair? And I've I've, I've been kind of toting this question around for like a couple of months. But do you think it's fair to assess such ratings when one may want to uh, want to consume their television via streaming and when you think about everything that's on discovery plus they have live television they have uh specific channels that stream that same show over and over and over you know where does that kind of fall into this because you consume AEW one way and that's by television so there is no options there is no hulu afterwards there is no catch it on the app as a replay you're either going to catch it on youtube but there's no such thing as youtube ratings um uh, and, and and or you just catch it on television so like for it to be the one shop only destination then you are putting all your eggs in one basket so thus you you are getting the the most uh um should we say the most uh your numbers are going to be what your numbers are, period. And, and, and that's what no they need to do to. right now because of how new they are. They don't have the saturation point in the marketplace yeah. to command all these different other uh, revenue streams. Yes, everybody will love AEW on HBO Max so they can watch it on demand, watch it without commercial, watch it uncensored, or whatever the case may be. Okay, cool. But more people have – you don't want to put the thing that you're trying to build behind a paywall – so yeah. that, that's it right there. So I'm not even talking about live TV on Discovery Plus, which I didn't know that was a thing. But yeah. assuming that it is, and that's fine that it is, you still want people to go to one centralized source mm-hmm. to watch the product. Not everybody has a high-speed internet connection. Not everybody's mm-hmm. willing to pay X number of dollars a month for HBO Max or Discovery Plus. And if Netflix can charge 20 anybody can charge 20 to 25 for the, for the thing. Mm-hmm. And, and basically, in 10 years, we're going to be back to cable just streaming all over again. It's the same bundle. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is, and this is where the question comes in, that's when I speak about corporate synergy, because now we're like, everybody has to go to their traditional methods for watching the, sh- the show. And that yeah. is via TV, via TNT, full stop. Outside of that, how do you grow the product in the in the corporate you know synergy of this new climate? Yeah. Outside of live TV. AEW isn't putting on more content live. They already run two shows and they don't really want to do that. But how do you grow the brand outside of that? And they only do one, they only work one or two days a week anyway. So how do you grow the brand outside of that? Could is that something AEW could use to their benefit? And as far as Discovery goes, it's the number one show for for Turner. Yeah. I, Period. I mean, again, I, it's it's going to be interesting. There is no right now. There's, I mean, we can we can only just you know, yeah. I mean, no, because, tip of the iceberg, totally. Yeah, yeah. Because again, the the biggest thing right now is with this overhaul of DC and it, all of DC Entertainment, which you gotta think that's their cash cow. These big major box uh, box office movies, and they're basically saying like. Yeah, that that doesn't quite fit our mold. What are we gonna do with this? Like, it's, it's a, it's I don't know, man. It's a, it's an unprecedented time in in the streaming service war, and this is a a, a major move that's happening. But it's clear there's gonna be major ramifications. So, I, you know, Damien, anything else you want to add? Because I, I want to kind of add a, a two parter to this real quick. No, nah, go ahead. Okay, cool. So let's just quickly go across and say, in a just a whatever type of scenario of a world it is, what do you 
or how do you see the brand being expanded? How do you want to see the the brand go and grow? And what, do you think they need to? And, and I'll just quickly throw my answer since I'm talking. I honestly think they should just keep doing what they're doing right now and, and give it about two, two, two and a half more years and just see where they exist from there. I don't think this is the time to go back to the drawing board or, you know, to feel any b- bit of pressure or or whatever. I think they're their own competition in terms of pro wrestling. They are it. And I think just keep doing what you got to do. I think all the stuff that's happening above them, I think they need to leave it out of their concern. I think they just need to just keep doing what they're yeah. doing. They have a contract in place. So to grind it out, you know, and, and if they don't find you to be valuable, it's not the end of the world. And God knows where is the climax of cable television and streaming service going to be in two years. Hell, we can go back two years ago and talk about how much has changed in that one year in terms of things, you know, and, and, and it'd just be interesting to see, you know what happens, but I think just keep grinding out what they're doing right now, and um, and, and 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 be confident in their niche. That's the other thing. Be confident to know that what they're doing is working. Fans are happy. Fans are attending. People are talking. Whatever it may be, just keep doing it. So that's my take on AEW. Uh, uh, Damien, give it to you. It's basically what I said before. I think just stay the course. You know, this doesn't affect AEW unless they start touring on the road and we get more like chances for programming. If they're touring on the road more than just dynamite, uh, what have you. But aside from that, you're not big enough. I hate to say this to all the AEW fans, they're not big enough for it to matter at this point. So mm. keep it moving. Okay. Um, I think to that point of they're not big enough, uh, I think that they are with a butt. Because CNN is the name in news, for example. And even though there are other uh, networks under the CNN umbrella, CNN Espanol, CNN International, Headline News and such, CNN, even though their ratings reflected or whatever, CNN is still CNN. Uh, For live sports, um, yes, AEW is not commanding what the NBA does command. Uh, They are not commanding. They should be commanding what the NHL commands because nobody gives a shit about that right now. Uh, NHL and TNT. <laughs> that shit came. They printed so the dynamite. Like, people were pissed, and then it, and then it was over. Damn, so it's like it you really over. feel. <laughs> I mean, I mean, damn. But I do. What I would like to say is that nothing to see is that nothing to say that they're not big enough for it to matter. Because if the, you are a blip on the radar, and yes, it is a blip. It's not a, an iceberg sized blip, but it is a blip. You got to pay attention to the blip. And I think because they should, and they should be on the radar because of what they're doing, you know, the notoriety they are gaining. But I don't think that that should affect the in-ring content. It definitely shouldn't, and it shouldn't affect the, the shows that they're running or the product that they run. But I would like to see more synergy throughout the ecosystem of whatever the hell Warner Brothers Discovery decides to be. And if that happens to be Kenny Omega in a, in a Mortal Kombat game, cool. If that happens to be Pride and Powerful in, in, in Harry Potter 9, cool. If that happens to be, and so on, and so forth. Uh, I think Jade, for example, hold on, that's real quick. Uh, Jade started the baddie section. Yes. Um, that's a thing. And she's it made TV, it and that's a thing. And she's hitting on all cylinders with that. That's that shit you need to grow the brand organically. Can, let I me jump in there. Like that. Go ahead. Let me jump in there real quick. This is what it means to be a pro wrestler. 
the fact that this is like this may be a stretch of a comparison, but this is the Becky Lynch tactic right here. When you say I'm going to let social media work for me, she took all the negativity, ate it all up. Then she ate it all up. And then she created something new. That sounds like a star, in other words, right? Because that's how a star is, 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 is how born. Right? born. Yes, yep. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, at some point, she's going to be becoming bigger than AEW because she is getting it way beyond anybody's giving her credit for it. That's all I want to say to that. One yep. other thing I want to quickly add, if you, because I don't, I don't even know if I even have an answer to this. What else under this umbrella would you say is in the same predicament as AEW? Um, mm, in the same predicament as in you don't know what their future is going to be. Yes, and with the merger, where what's next for them? And this, I mean, this is everything under the umbrella. I, you know what? I wonder if there's a way I can pull up everything that's underwater well, media. Well, so here's the thing. Um, the question really is going to be because it is a merger. Someone's going to lose their job. So where will the chips fall when Jesus. they when they fall? So there's a, there's a ton of stuff that's under both umbrellas. Warner Media has a lot more than Discovery. But there's going to be a lot of overlap. They've already Who comes out on the other side of that overlap? And that's what we can't know right now because of how new it is. So it, I don't – go ahead. I was just going to name a few things. They've, they've already started to change some of this, the site stuff and everything. Uh, just quickly, Warner, Warner, Warner Media, uh, Adult Swim, Boomerang, Cartoon Network, CNN, HBO Max, Turner Sports, True TV. T- Turner Sports? Where the hell is that at? <laughs> uh, okay, t- True no, TV. Turner Sports is the production for all of Turner Media. Okay, cool. True TV, TNT, TCM, TBS, HBO, and Warner Brothers uh, is mm-hmm. on the Warner Media side of things. So just anything that just jumps out to you that say, like, they may be under this evaluation or maybe just not in conversations right now, but clearly will be affected by it. Just wonder if there's anything else out that you feel may be affected by this as of right now. Yeah, I don't hear of any overlap, you know, per se, because if they, it would be different if they had, like, Warner Brothers, not Warner Brothers, but if they had a Cartoon Network and they bought Nickelodeon, well, oh, right, one of those things aren't going to survive. But uh, oh, they but, they got they are uh, not okay. So I'm I'm sorry, I'm on the right site now, so I can tell you everything that's under it. So HBO Max, HBO Warner Brothers, HGTV, Discovery, mm-hmm. Discovery Plus, CNN, CNN Plus, TBS, Food Network, TNT, Own ID, TLC, DC, Eurosports. Magnolia Networks, which I have only seen in a Best Buy, Cooking Channel, Animal Planet, <laughs> Adult Swim, HLNC, Cartoon Network, sorry, Travel Channel. What is this? Cartonito? Oh, Cartoon? To, oh, uh, uh, just how the, the symbols are. I've never seen this. Cartoon Ito. <laughs> True TV Cinemax, Motor Trend Magazine. Ooh, that's interesting. CVN, CSI, Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. What? Sports. Yeah, Bleacher yeah. Report is um SI. Uh, SI is a part of CNN. TNT Sports, TCM, Turner Sports, Boomerang, OK. I believe that's what that is. Never seen that sound. OK before. Network is a women's network. OK. Space. Never seen this. Space is in Mexico. Tabby Channel. Tabby is uh, in the UK, I think. Pogo, Mondo, Tooncast, uh, Rooster Teeth, forgot about that. See, some other CNN, another type of TNT, and a boing. <laughs> it's everything that's all under that brand. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. woo-wee. 
don't know. Cartoon Ito is a um, mm -hmm. it, it was it sounds like it would in Spanish. It's little cartoons, so it's for kids in Latin America. Okay. Well, I don't know if folks, uh, anybody that's listening, definitely jump in our comments uh, or, or tweet us and let us know, you know, uh, your thoughts about this major merger and what this could mean for uh, the professional wrestling. Uh, um, uh, uh, what should I say? The professional wrestling portion of this in AEW. Um, and if you so, think it's 1997 all over again, stop it. <laughs> stop it. This isn't AOL. Um, looking at Turner, you know, Turner was just Turner was just like, uh, what was it, DSL? He's like, no way, we're gonna keep doing it this way. No way, that's not gonna work. <laughs> it's like, sir, it's really working. No way, no, no, everything's okay. Don't worry about it. So, anyway, commercial break, let's get back to it in a second. Be right back. Big Gold Belt Media is your golden standard for all of your media needs. Visit BigGoldBelt.com for pro wrestling info, movies, comics, and even more digital content. On all of your social medias, follow us at Big Gold Belt all across the board. Listen to this show and more on your SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. Folks, we're back here for the second half of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. As we close out the show, uh, we are going to talk uh, some Tony Khan stuff, um, a little bit of news. But before that, it is time to talk some. Uh, Night time to talk some. <laughs> it is time to put the focus on what indie promotion you need to check out this weekend. So it's time for our portion of the indie spotlight jamal what you got for us so uh this weekend that would be saturday uh 8th april the 16th uh down there in raleigh north carolina it's deadlock pro wrestling dpw presents dpw forever uh it's april 16th at the amaran shriners building that's uh 11 101 creedmoor road in raleigh north carolina um the big match that i'm looking forward to is the nia versus the work work horseman Love J.D. Drake. Um, Kobe Carino is going to be in action. Um, Bojack versus Biff Busick, which is going to be absolutely bananas. Um, cheeseburger. God damn. The world famous CB versus J. Malachi. Uh, and so much more. Savannah Evans, um, Rosemary. Uh, it, it looks like a good show. Um, I'm very, very interested in it. But doors open at 5.30. Bell time's at 6. Uh, that is this Saturday, 6 p.m., at the Amaran Shriners building at uh, 11,101 Creedmoor Road in Raleigh, North Carolina for DPW forever. Oh, real quick, tickets, dpwtix.com if you if you need tickets. Um, that's a very, very, very up and coming uh, wrestling promotion that you know I've been keeping my eye on. So very interested in the show, dpwtix.com. Awesome, Damien. And if people want to get uh, their show 
uh, and should I say their show, their pro, their brand, whatever it may be. If you need some advertisement space, what they need to do. You can hit us up on all your social, our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt uh, across the board. Uh, send it, the emails either to myself at DamonGShow at gmail.com or our personal email, uh, BigGoldBelt.com, I believe, or at gmail.com. Uh, I actually, <laughs> y'all didn't know this just now ahead of time, but I do have someone who's interested in uh, us sponsoring <laughs> us for next week. So, uh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to tell you about it. So I have sponsorships ready for <laughs> next week for a local pinball distributor here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. That's a free plug right there. See? See what happens when you do good business? You you get the 10-second spot. <laughs> They literally no, got a free plug out of us. Yes, that's right. That's right. No, but seriously, contact uh, any members of the Big Gold Belt uh, Media. Uh, we have numerous brands uh, under this umbrella ourselves. No merger. Uh, different shows that may that may better fit your niche. So you feel like wrestling isn't your thing. You feel like you don't want you to be promoted on it. No problem. We have other opportunities available. But the only way you can find out about that is by emailing us, and we'll get you straight. Um, so. Um, Thank you, Jamal, for the Indie Spotlight this week. Thank you, Damien, for letting folks really know how to get the deals done. Let's get into the second half here. Tony Khan. Mr. Tony Khan. Khan. Who actually was at the USC show alongside of Jim Ross, and they misspelled his name, but uh, uh, we're not going to talk about that. But anyway, Tony Khan is, 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 is I guess he's, he's a people's person. He's a people's booker. He want to make sure that each and every show that folks are getting <laughs> bigger and better, more surprises, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Some folks are eating it up. Some folks are completely off board with this and saying it is way too much. That's one thing. The other thing that I didn't discuss with the team before in pre-show um, prep is I want to kind of also talk about, too, in terms of this same thing that's happening what does this mean for ROH? Because if it's me, if you're like piling your A show in AEW and, and, and Dynamite with all these surprises, dream matches, and folks from all these different brands, you see Dalton Castle's coming next week. You had uh, 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 Suzuki uh, this week with Samoa Joe, ROH, and, and like all these type of things. You got um, uh, Yuta. ROH and they're just you get what I'm saying like you're doing all these things to make that show look very razzle dazzle with all the we have Gresham on Saturday that's so that's you know that's a big deal you know yeah but what does that mean for the ROH brand if you're just promising everything for Dynamite to just be the big thing and it's like well that's the big thing why do I need to see anything else so anyway the two-part question starting off with you Damien is ultimately does Khan do more harm than good by overpromising shows and by these promises. What does that mean for that second, maybe third, or maybe fourth brand under this in terms of ROH, which should be right now building momentum? But that's just my take. But go ahead. Okay, so to that point about building momentum, I feel that because they were the ending sequence on Dynamite, I know a lot of people didn't like that it was ROH specific for the ending sequence on last night's Dynamite. But that is a way to get your other program off the ground, a better way than just sticking them on a random YouTube channel on a random Thursday night. Just saying that's a good way to do that. This reminded me of when WWF tried WCW in a Monday Night Raw time slot and we got the infamous Booker T Buff Bagwell match that had Arn Anderson on commentary. Now remember that. So I felt like this was a better execution 
of that by Tony <laughs> Khan and them boys, well, not to say the Briscoes, but them boys over there, as opposed to when WWE tried this years ago when they wanted to get their WCW off the ground. That's number one. Uh, number two, during Supercard of Honor in the media scrum, Tony even said it where he said he likes to under-promise and over-deliver. So I didn't know anything about ROH being at Battle of the Belts on Saturday. And when they referenced that it was going to be Castle versus uh, Gresh, I said, wait a minute, hold up. Y'all randomly just tap danced across the table to let us know that we were going to have an ROH match at Battle of the Belts without any kind of pomp or circumstance that it's your world champion, right? Your world champion, Jonathan Gresham, against one of the longest tenured and most beloved characters of all of ROH history in Dalton Castle. So I'm up. thinking... What was that? It's absolutely cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but yes, go ahead. <laughs> I adore me some cheeseburger, but come on. Cheeseburger don't got the boys with him. Just saying. He's got the burgers, not the boys. But that, that I think that is a, the good way to go about promoting ROH. I think using Joe in this situation with Suzuki, because it didn't make any sense. Spoilers, by the way, y'all, if you didn't see it last night. To, for Suzuki to beat Red Titus unless Joe was gonna be the one to take it off of him, but I didn't think it was going to be that fast. So now you have an interest in Ring of Honor because I hate to say it, even though he's an ROH you know, alumnus, he's been a WWE NXT guy for the last couple of years. So now people are saying, oh, an NXT guy, a WWE guy, now has the Ring of Honor television title, even though you don't have a television show. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> but it's a good way to drum up interest in your fledgling brand. It's like when the AEW with the world title at first, they put it on Jericho as opposed to Hangman Page. You put it on Joe as opposed to keeping it on Suzuki, and you're going to get more of the casual fan who's watched WWE, who've watched... Uh, impact or what have you and know who Samoa Joe is to be like all right this guy's wrestling in all these major promotions not just New Japan because I know a lot of people on social media last night that were complaining that Minoru was who and I wanted to slap them through the television screen which is fine because Jamal I know you don't watch New Japan but I thought it was Goldberg honestly Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. That, the, fir the first five minutes were just chops and elbows. That's that's pretty much, you know, what I got from it. But to, to finally tie a bow on all this, I'd like to think that Tony is a mad scientist in looks and in execution where he's taking a brand that is somewhat known, sneaking it onto his television show, <laughs> the ending notwithstanding, fake, fake Kali from Wish notwithstanding, that this is a good way to get your product off the ground and potentially get a network to say, oh, so this is, this is what's going to separate ROH from AEW. So I'm really interested to see when they do Battle of the Belts, how the representation of, let's say, Gresham versus Dalton Castle is going to be for this next audience. I So I just want to quickly say, if you're going to say that Tony Khan is a mad scientist, he is Mojo Jojo to me. I th couldn't think of anybody else more qualifying for the comparison here. Like, yeah, let's agree with this one. But no, listen, my, my thing is, I saw I saw a tweet, and I believe it was uh, from my buddy D from Three Black Geeks. I believe he said, I can't believe it, it finally took them this long to explain who Danhausen is. And I laughed for a second. Then I actually thought about it. It was like, they are actually just dropping people in and people actually have no context or clue who these folks are. 
So it's hard to say you build the show and you're not even building the, the, the folks that's on the show. And if right. you're banking on the idea of, oh, they know who they are from WWE, then they acknowledge them. Because I very much verbatimly heard that they said that they weren't going to pretend like other companies didn't exist. Okay, they mentioned WWE. Jericho does at, at times. Ross has at times. But it needs to be a cooperative, a co- co- cooperative effort amongst everybody. If you're going to go that route and saying this person is an implant from here, then just mention WWE. Just make the talking about the forbidden door and all this other gimmick stuff on that note. Then for right. for real, walk that walk, talk that talk. And I say like mention WWE by saying Joe, all these accolades, uh, accolades. All these things from ROH, Impact, and here, and here he is. He is a big deal, whether you are only an AEW connoisseur, because there are folks that know nothing but AEW. They typically are uh, on the internet. Well, actually, funny thing about that, they're the folks that Tony Khan was actually talking about last week, about uh, his uh, his tweet about... Um, well, I need Actually, we need to kind of bring that tweet up, actually. I forgot about that. Um, but I just think that for for how he's doing it right now, I'm not a huge fan of the treatment of always. Always, it seems to be like some type of like how do like some uh, almost like an implant. Has it, if anybody's ever built a car, you have your one car that you want to build, but then sometimes you buy a car just for parts, and you right. and then you transplant all the parts off that car, put it on the other one, and then you just get rid of the shell, and you just like up oh, that's done. So I'm sorry, that's what it's feeling like for always right now. It's like oh, whoa. Uh, hold on. Are you saying there are spare parts for AEW? Oh, okay. Wow. All right. I this mean, is like Transformers when that, that ROH yeah. is on some Sanford or some shit right now. That's insane. Yeah. Yep. And or it's anybody. Junkyard. Yeah. Or anybody that's a toy collector, you know, when you buy a lot and maybe it's because you only need a couple of parts out of it, but everything else just goes right back on eBay or whatever, then it's the same thing. There you go. I saw yeah. you post that earlier. So it's, it's a, to me right now, it's like with, with, with him promising all these things for dynamite, which is cool. However, one, there must be a sacrificial lamb for these uh, wishes to come to fruition. And there it is. ROH. Once again, if it, if it wasn't, uh, um, Sinclair killing him. I feel like <laughs> there may be a mad scientist that's going to do it in a more of a uh, sinister way, and I, that's just how I feel about that. Jamal, I know this a lot with everything we just been said. Uh, with been said, so um, do I need to paraphrase the question again? Or are you ready to go? Here's why I don't care. All right, that's, uh, this, and, this is when you know it gets good. Now, <laughs> here's why I don't care. Um, so, so, so go, go, just, just go with me on this. Sure. My history with ROH as a fan, notwithstanding, that is dead. I understand that that's dead. It died in December at Final Battle. And I'm okay with that. Uh, You know, different team, new owner, different, you know, lipstick. I get it. I would like to believe that the XFL exists also. And everybody says it's coming back next year. We don't know where the teams are. We don't know who's Actually, playing. We don't know who has the roster. We don't know what channel to watch it on. So we did, they did announce head coaches yesterday. Okay, cool. They got a new logo. They got merch. They got merch for the XFL. I'll be damned. How in the hell is the XFL further along in the process than Ring of Honor is? And the XFL ain't coming out until 2023. And they got merch. This is why I'm pissed now. And this is why I don't care. Because if you're telling me that we're going to start these storylines, we're going to, and this is as of right now on a Thursday. 
Tony Khan could come out next week as this major announcement and say that, oh, Ring of Honor is going to Discovery Plus. And it's going to be Property Brothers as the special guest referee. <laughs> cool. But as of right here and right now, is what we know is that all of these things that Ring of Honor are doing, uh, that Khan is doing with Ring of Honor, there isn't a confirmed roster. There isn't a confirmed uh, date for touring. Nope. We still don't know what the hell happened to the six-man championships, and Deanna Perrazzo needs to FedEx the bell back. There are so many balls up in the air, and the best we can do is Darden Castle for some reason, because why is he number one contender? I, I guess. And not that he doesn't deserve it, but why is he number one contender? Are we going to pretend that this is a thing, or are we not going to pretend that this is a thing? And are by the way, who the, who the hell is he? That's the other thing. Like, who the hell is he if you had no clue? That's what I exactly. just bothered by. So that's, right. that's, that's, you, that's, you had to have a pre-existing knowledge of, of Ring of Honor to get it. So, right. yeah, you're right. So, so and, and, and then that begs the question of, are these people actually signed to anything? Is Darwin Castle working a handshake deal? Considering his prominence, that, that you everybody's going to acknowledge that follows Ring of Honor as, as his prominence, is he with affiliated with the company or not? Is Gresham affiliated with the company or not? Is Bandito coming back? Well, obviously, Shane Taylor, um, and that's broken up because Khan is with um, Tully Branchard. But they set up and dropped some pieces in the puzzle. I hate that, by the way, but... And that's right. Well, you know, uh, Shane already told you what, what, what it was, but but the idea is they 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 drop some seeds and drop some foreshadowing, but it doesn't really matter until the shit gets put together. Basically, what we have is in the living room three big ass IKEA boxes. That does not mean that you have the thing that you bought yet. It will not be a sofa until you put it together. You just have three big ass boxes. So until Ring of Honor becomes a thing, um. Uh, it, until Ring of Honor becomes a thing, um, it doesn't necessarily mean much what they do. We already know that um, – I was going to say Minoru Fujita, but we already know that Suzuki is going to go back to Japan at some point. We already know, um, and, and that's going to happen sooner than later. Uh, you know, We already know that everybody affiliated with AEW in a meaningful way, except Gresham, uh, won on, uh, at Supercar, which told you what that was going to be. And we haven't heard hide our hair of anyone since. Can we get the milk boxes out for Red Titus and Josh Woods? <laughs> yeah. I mean, damn. So you're not wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, they 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 legitimately booked it like an indie show where it's just like, oh, this person's only in town for this week and they may never come back. So definitely they're right. not winning. <laughs> Can we get a search party out for Todd Sinclair? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm actually really hurt by that one. Like, I, really, that, you, that hurt me. That hit me hard because they found you know Bobby Cruz. Man. Yeah, I don't know where they found Bobby Cruz, but damn, can we get Todd yep. Sinclair pick up your phone, please? Yeah, and you, you know what? I just want to just quickly ask. I, I want to hijack your point, but do you think that? And I brought this up like a couple of weeks ago. Do you think there was internal discussions amongst folks and then people were divided and also people were promised and then there are some people that's stuck in purgatory? So to, to really give that context, number one, hey, folks, got bad news. Uh, Sinclair, this shit is done. And then you got the folks that are saying, okay, fine, then we out. Y'all can't pay us. Y'all can't get this done. First of all, you got the folks that were already going to get the boot. And then you got the folks who was actually employed by Sinclair that say, oh, we're good. Then they say, oh, no, you're not good either. This is done, done. So you got those folks, which I feel randomly that group of folks that went to Impact that are signed by Impact going right. by the whole uh, stable of honor no more. 
they knew they knew way beforehand and that's what i'm saying there must have been some internal meeting that this is done so they say this is what we're going to do and then you have other folks that says all right fine i'm back on the, i'm back on the market maybe i'll go to aw i've been wanting to go there so they lobby that and then you have the other folks who was basically uh uh jack and uh what's her name and and went down with the titanic and said listen if they say we're going to come back in a couple of months, then I'm going to stick this around. And I feel like those loyalists also took a hit too. And then you have this special case of Gresham, who is the most diehard of all of them, who every company wants. Where is he? Is he yeah, working well, a supreme ad hoc contract with everybody? Well, I mean, Lethal was like the number two loyalist until yeah, but Le- happened. Yeah, but listen, I, I already told you about how that, how I think that went. Like the right. fact that he jumped ship so quick and we know he was supreme sinclair he was probably the main ones like oh wait i'm not good and i've been and all i did for this company my commercial has been running for 10 years and i've only had to shoot it once which is which is a robbery by the way that's just a complete robbery he he should have been the first to got got for that because he got them for 10 years but yeah he jumped shit without his eyes and fine then all right i'm not dying with this ship i'm off this i'm going to uh, aw and so mm-hmm. that's why i feel like we got this such this weird mix of a ring of honor folks and then you got shane Taylor and them who are just they know their worth and they're holding out until the numbers and everything look right but like dude i don't know there's uh, we, we may need to put <laughs> ROH on like one question. of those uh ID channel specials or something. <laughs> I mean, can can we can Discovery? I mean, can can we do a thing already? But here's 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 the real question, uh, and we've asked this before, and it's not the question of what is Ring of Honor right now. Um, the question is, if why did Khan go outside of AEW to buy a company just to backfill it with AEW? <laughs> it that. That bit doesn't sit well with me in the sense that it doesn't necessarily make all the sense. I mean, granted, he gave his guys the belts. Are these holdovers? Because he already has enough show, enough roster, and enough show between Darks, Elevation, and whatever, and the roster's already overbloated. No one one got the the buzz that said X is is, with honor or whatever the the catchphrase is going to be. Nobody's gotten that. It went, not Dalton, not Joe, not um, has, not Gresham, not Gresham, has, has, nobody, nobody has, has no has Dalton got the um the AW thing? No, no. Okay, okay, okay. So so yeah, but you okay? Just really quick, and I let you finish. So Willer got the A the All Elite. So did Joe he, after he won the champ. Yeah, like what? Oh, I was right. so, all right. Go, go, go. No, but that's what I'm saying. And and there are some people that are on like. 30-day contracts, like revolving 30-day contracts. And there's some people on uh, year contracts and so and so on and so forth. The bottom line is, is that what does that mean for Ring of Honor? People are saying that Ring of Honor is going to turn into um, AEW's developmental. Well, then why is Gresham the champion? Why is Joe a champion? Why is Dalton Castle there? These are not developmental guys. These are the guys that develop your company, not the company developing the guys. So what are we, what that doesn't gel with the identity, the supposed identity of Ring of Honor on TV, because you don't give them battle of the belts if you're talking about well this is the NXT version. Well, what the fuck is dark then? So they, whatever it is, whatever this company is, and if the company just happens to be ROH LLC, um, you know, twenty twenty corporate, cool, run it. 
just 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 get it off the ground already. And if that means, and if we're talking about a TV deal, well, that doesn't necessarily have to be a thing. Old ECW, current GCW, they're just running monthly pay-per-view shows. But what does Ring of Honor become? And if it's just going to be, you know, the if it's just going to be the Rampage or the uh, or the Dark that we never got, that makes less sense because they already have that supplementary stuff. So it right. doesn't feel like developmental. It doesn't feel like it's it should be a part of the AEW ecosystem. So what the <laughs> fuck is it? So yeah, it's, I like, think- it's like it's like ROH isn't canon. It just is exists on its own oh, universe wow. at this point. You Are know, you say ROH is a filler brand at this point? I'm this saying that ROH is Dragon Ball Heroes. <laughs> I love heroes, but damn, bro. And that's the thing. It can be good, but you know, if if we're talking about real shit, we know that we're not going to look there for it. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. Listen, if all of that to say that Ring of Honor died in December. Yeah. And there's only one home network for it, and that's the ID channel, because right now there's a big mystery all attached to that. Damien, you want to jump in and add anything? Jesus Christ. All I'm going to say is that (laughs) I I feel as if, if you remember when WWE had their own version of ECW. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Do you remember One Night Stand 1, One Night Stand 2? There was the, the big hullabaloo after the first One Night Stand. Yeah, and then there was good. a clamoring to bring back ECW. And then we had we thought we were getting ECW on sci-fi, because we were talking about where we're gonna put it, right? On sci-fi. And then they let off with the goddamn zombie getting caned by the sandman. So I know earlier I referenced this might be uh AEW's WCW versus WWE project. The worst case scenario is that this turns into the ECW version of when WWE tried to revitalize it for ROH. And that's going to be depressing because if that's the case, then you're going to stick it probably on the identity channel or whatever homes and garden network you have for the property brothers. CNN and Polish or whatever the hell investigation Mm. discovery channel, sir, just to be clear, it's it's murder mystery. Voiced by Bill Curtis, like they used to do at A&E. We'll we'll, we'll have it that way. Fine. That is my fear. Dr. Pimple Popper Marathon, and then Ring of Honor, and then six straight hours of that 600-pound life. But it wouldn't be on at one in the morning, though. They would actually give it like a 9 p.m. time slot. I was just going to say, and that's still an upgrade. So it definitely is. <laughs> so, I mean, let's think about it. Our, ROH came from two hours of infomercial, then it comes on, and then right after it is MASH. I'm sorry, MASH didn't it. So, like, what? how how much worse could they have gotten at this point? So there's that. I mean, I don't know, man. It's, if, it's if we get Guy Fieri in a Food Network Ring of Honor a pay-per-view, <laughs> uh, I mean, yes. I really think, like, uh, the Flavortown Inferno match is definitely going to happen. Uh, you know, somebody's going to get, like, dunked into a pool of cayenne pepper or, and, and some lemongrass. Um, you know, I, 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 Bar Rescue is going to be a thing. I don't know. Oh, I, John Taffer is going to be a guest GM on Ring of Honor. Oh, I love no. it. I'm I, 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 I buying it at. I'm buying it at. It's just sad, man, because, like, it, it, you know, as a, as a fan, it, there's a couple of things that I just want to kind of transition into our last part of the show. As a fan, as a as a knowledgeable wrestling podcast that we are, we all watch different things. We all are experienced in in in, in different um, 
particulars in wrestling. But we've always had our eyes and we've always had a little piece of ROH in us. And it's sad that when it died in December and then they promised they were coming back numerous times. I mean, imagine being the ones that were told that that has some bit of hope and you're seeing how things are playing out right now. There is nothing on the schedule right now in terms of what's happening next for ROH. And then their talent, sure, people found homes. Sure, people are getting televised, but the brand itself was nothing but a transplant, if you ask me. And for the folks who tried to go down with it, like I said, Jack and what was was her name from Titanic? The girl. Can't even think of her name. Yeah, Rose. There we go. Yeah, for the folks that tried to go down with the Titanic, like Jack and Rose, and said we're gonna we're, we're gonna go down with this baby, and you know it is what it is. Those folks die because <laughs> there is nobody coming to save them at this point. Like they're done, and it's this. It's, it's, well, when it's, Rose selfish ass survived, there's uh, more. Yeah, than let's room. not even talk about that. Plenty of space in that goddamn raft. Not even gonna. Well, yeah, I think we should just move to the next thing because I, I don't want people to start thinking who's who in this. <laughs> But Jesus, and there it goes. Anyway, Wait a Jamal, are you saying? Hold up, no, nope, no, nope. I'm, I'm Jack, and he's gonna drown. <laughs> oh, no, I'm definitely saying a lot of that. Rose. <laughs> All I'm saying is Sinclair Barcasting is the door <laughs> that, that Rose sitting on, and that bitch got holes in it. Yeah, so yep. it's about to be a bad time for everybody. <laughs> Here comes Tony Khan in another big ass clipper ship. We heard y'all had a problem. Yeah, I just honestly just, just because I feel like we said so many like crazy things. I just want to definitely say that like I just want to see either the ROH brand be properly built, and I also want to see ROH talent be built as if no one knows who they are. Folks are popping, people are cheering, people are tweeting like, "Oh my God, it's Dalton Castle!" But I have never seen that guy. Now you know how I know that. Cause I live in the Baltimore area and it's still a stress for me to watch that guy when he, when, when things were going. So I know if I couldn't get it and I know our wedge wasn't on everybody's television. And at that point, clearly on the club wasn't going good because if that was the case, that would still be a very big prominent thing. Definitely not. I think it is still alive, but it's definitely not. Nobody's like need to get that list. So, you know, I, I think they got to kind of build these folks from scratch and, 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 and let them learn how to work television properly for the AEW style, get acclimated to that audience, and see where their future goes, and stop assuming that everybody knows who they are. And then for all the ex-WWE folks, I say, mention WWE. Let's see if you Forbidden Door and all this other stuff, let's just go full tilt and say like, this person is ex-NST champion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're not going to pretend like these other companies don't exist. Please, Jericho even said that too, so don't. Treat it for what it is, so... There's that. Anyway, as we get near our hour mark, we do need to talk about uh, news. Uh, so anybody else, any, any other quick piece before we go to news? No. Nope. No, nope. Not. Nope. News, 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 and more news. Let's go to our favorite part of the show as we like to close it out. And that is the CNN Plus portion of the news. I, I wish. Uh, please give me <laughs> some of the CNN money. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yesterday was April 13th. And back on April 13th, 1997, uh, a little show came out called uh, on pay-per-view called Barely Legal. It was ECW's first pay-per-view, and that was 25 years ago yesterday. So if you want to see what Paul Heyman looks like with hair, 
unfortunately, you might have to hop on Peacock to see it. But barely ECW barely legal uh, was a thing celebrating 25 years of just the most ridiculous shit you've ever seen. And that's why people and it only lasted five years, but that's why people still talk about it. Yeah. To this day. Um, speaking of records. Uh, it's been 30-something years since the WWE has had a show in the UK, uh, but they're coming to Wales. We're not going to talk about the conspiracy that it's uh, happening so Labor Day weekend, which just happens to be, you know, historically the uh, all-out pay-per-view weekend. That's surely a coincidence because they don't have Labor Day in September in England. But here we are. But uh, nearly 60,000 people have registered for tickets for their show in Cardiff in the first 24 hours. Um, they're running a big soccer stadium there, which holds about 71,000 people for soccer. So to get 60,000 people to sign up for the four, to get interested for tickets, um, shows that, you know, they're, they're chomping at the bit over there for some WWE goodness. Poor guys. But um, yeah, so it's so good on them for that. Hopefully COVID, you know, keeps everything in check and they're able to go over there because the show is still in September and COVID doesn't give a goddamn. Um, Juice Robinson for NJPW New Japan. He says that he is eventually, he's essentially done. He was on the Wrestling Observer Live with Brown Alvarez and um, and he's 33 and he said that he doesn't have, quote, the urge to wrestle anymore and that he's going to become a free agent in the next few weeks. No word on what he'll do after that, but yeah, he's done-ish for right now. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, Marty Skrull. Uh, mm-hmm. And Travis Banks have been announced for a show in in, uh, in Mexico. <laughs> Lince Dorado was supposed said, to face Squirrel in the main event. He said, nah, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Control uh, your narrative, young man. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and change that. Um, and so the crash obliged. They will change that because, uh, uh, nah, we ain't doing that. Uh, that's going to happen May 13th in Mexico. I don't have the town in front of me, but um, crash runs usually Tijuana, but... Um, they're gonna. Isn't they're gonna he do wrestling that show. Flip Gordon now? Nah, that's something else. He, no, um, Flip. I think Flip is on the show, but I don't think he's wrestling him. I don't think uh, they've announced um, what that match is going to be. But yeah, he said no. Uh, Eric Young. He was in WWE. He's been everywhere around the world. Eric Young's been a thing for a long time. Um, and he says in a quote of hairline pay per views, wrestling in sixty countries, and uh, he names a bunch of people that he's wrestled. And basically, he says that WWE is very cookie cutter with his trainees. They teach everyone to do the same thing, take the bumps the exact same way. And that's why a lot of this stuff looks so repetitive. Um, he says, quote, people that go there and they have very little experience and learn of that system. And it's very difficult because they're ter- being taught a certain way. This is right. This is wrong. This is right. This is wrong. And what you get, and you probably heard this, is that it's cookie cutter. Everyone sells the same move. Everyone moves the same. And so everyone was very similar. And I 100% agree with that uh, yeah. because it, it does feel that everybody, the WWE has a style and that style definitely comes across TV. And the difference is, is that people are able to adapt that style and make it their own. Um, and some are doing it better than others. And some, uh, you know, can't, but I think that's the difference between why NXT had the issue that it had. And we, we've been saying this all the time. Uh, NXT is a CFL. WWE is the NFL. Both of them are playing football, but they're not playing the same way. Yeah. So until, until recently, they were able to get them on the same page, but I do think that Cookie Cutter is an interesting take on Eric from Eric Young, but I, I kind of see it. Yeah, but, I mean, but also like you don't have to even be a intelligent uh, person to know this because it's on their WWE network. There is like 
the combine and other things that you see the right. demonstrations going. But the only issue with that statement is that it is cookie cutter. It just depends on what draft class you're coming out on because trainers rotate. So you may get it another way when another person's in there. So it is like, a oh, that group of people look the same. That group of people look the same. And when that NIL class is in there, it's going to be a whole nother type of style because, you know, they're going to treat them differently as athletes. So, you know, he's not wrong, but he's not all the way right is what I was getting at. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, and, and but to the point though, I think that overall, uh, WWE has a very particular style that they either they either jive with or you don't. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that that factory called the Performance Center that they use to churn out the product is more of like an assembly line where wrestling itself is an art form. You can't just box art into you know a corner and say this is what the tools that you're going to get. It should be a little yeah. bit more free flowing that you get. So. Um, uh, you know, it's interesting of him to say that. Obviously, he got cut from them, so there is that too. Uh, QT Marshall, uh, probably my favorite wrestler on TV right now. Uh, he says that um, Satnam Singh. Uh, now, that's a name that you might not know. That's a name that you probably don't know because he was an ex NBA player, and by NBA, I mean he made it to the G League. Um, I don't think he saw action on. He was drafted by the Mavericks, but I don't think he saw action on any NBA court. Um, and he is uh seven foot tall, and I hear that you can't teach that, so it'll be interesting <laughs> to see, you know, how he, you know, because as he comes out, he's made his big ring of honor debut. He didn't get the ring of honor tag, he got the all elite tag too last night, which is interesting. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, oh, because it was the ring of honor segment, that's never mind, so, I got time. Right, we don't okay. have time, but the ring of but the ring of honor segment ended the show, which was another thing that was odd why would you end in the show for a show that doesn't exist yeah i don't get it but uh he's there he's been training he got he got the all the league tag back in september actually uh people don't really remember that because why would you september 23rd we, is when we, he said that, it. yeah september 23rd is when he announced that he was all elite it's now april he's been training with young know, qt down at the nightmare factory cool right, he may yeah, goddamn right. He's a goddamn hero. Um, and he's been doing his thing, and that's fine. And none of these come out to the reaction that he got. Uh, QT says, give him a chance. He's never wrestled before. He's seven foot tall. You can't teach that. <laughs> You've literally only seen him once. Give him a chance. And I agree. Uh, he had show. Uh, he had show. He had um, uh, Samoa Joe in a, a vice group. Basically, he was squeezing his head, and his hands and Joe has a fat head, as Scott Steiner once pointed out. And he was able to squeeze that thing like a turnip with his bare hands. Uh, it's just impressive to see you know, how big this guy is. And he's you know, 6'7", 290. So he's not you know, um, yeah, this huge – he's not the big show. Um, that his knees pop every time he walks up a stair. So I'm willing to, I'm willing to wait and see. Uh, we've you – know, we didn't know what Hook was going to be. Hook turned out to be a thing. We didn't know what Jade was going to be. Jade turned out to be a thing. I'm not saying that they're making chicken shit out of chicken salad every single time down there, but I'm willing to at least at least give it one week before we throw this guy uh, off a bridge, before we kick him off the door and let his ass sink like Jack did um, because Rose knew better. Um, the Good Brothers, their contract with Impact is almost up, and it is interesting to know that they're pretty okay with that. I don't really need him anywhere, but 
Um, they've done, you know, work for everybody. They've had a hell of a career. I don't think this is the end for them. I think if they can get in somewhere, they will. I just don't know who has a place for them on TV. Um, maybe they go back to Japan and, and run them up there, but I'm Stop not it. exactly. Eh, maybe, but I'm not, I'm not exactly like, woe is them. But, you know. They, they won't they, be they, missed. Eh, they, they really well, won't. Why, why are y'all being, come on now. You know where they're going. It's not even a question. You know well, they're not they going won't. to Ring of Honor because nobody's in Ring of Honor. They're going to AEW because you got to be with their friends and they got to too sweet everybody. You know what it is. They got to they got to be able to do the be elite with everybody. Look, um, I will so, say this about I will say this about AEW. Their tag team division. If you want to combine ROH with that too, with the belts and all that stuff. R- who's in ROH? Apparently the apparently uh, the revival <laughs> RFTR is in ROH, but we didn't know that. Uh, but no, if they want to go to AEW, too sweet everybody, everybody freaks out and just is on their pants. Fine, but the tag team wrestling itself has been good. So yeah. if they can actually work, because I know Carl Anderson can actually work, this will be a decent signing. I, I would like to see them in FTR go at it every once in a while. But my personal preference is for them not to bring in Gallows and Anderson or whatever the hell they go by now with the Good Brothers. Bring in the Briscoes. Like, people people say they make mistakes and they get second chances, right? Nope. Bring in the Briscoes. Let them run amok in AEW in the tag division. Have them beat up the Dark Order for three weeks. I don't care. Just- I, I just got to say, I don't think the Briscoes wants to be there and follow rules. That's, that's all I think. I I don't think. Well, we're been... talking about thirty day contracts, right? So why not bring them in for a thirty day contract? I, I don't know. I don't need the Briscoes there um, because I think that they're more than enough competent tag teams. They're not elevating the division by being there. They're not taken away from the division by not being there. Um, you know, AEW is is full. It, it's just flat out. It's full. No, it's if not. you're not going to sign, if you're not going to sign the people that you need, women, um, and Todd Sinclair, mm. please call Todd. Mm. Willow. Willow. Um, you know. She'll go to Impact. She she worked Impact tonight. <laughs> I know. That's why I feel like she needs to she's better suited. For, well, we'll talk about that. That's the yeah. but, but the idea is if you're not gonna do that, then uh uh then that's that's a waste. Um the very last thing uh is the very last thing. Uh the NBA playoffs absolutely mopped the floor with everything and ratings. Uh the reason why only reason why I bring up the ratings is because Tony Khan promised you the best show. And the best show of all the shows that are the best shows, and everything was going to be great. And a lot of there was a lot of hype around the show because of uh, who was on it, uh, the tag matches, championship week as it was suddenly called. Um, you had this big, you know, massive debut that was a big surprise for everybody, and then it was uh, nine hundred seventy-seven thousand uh, views live, which was good enough for third because it's a point three seven in the key demo, which is persons eighteen to forty-nine. Now. You say, well, good, that's third place, except second place was a 0.8, which is nearly double that rating. And mm. the first number one spot was a 0.95. So it's like, well, if you just add it out of 100, NBA rating got a 95. Second game, the first game got an 80. Third place was a 37. <laughs> that's not close. I don't care if it's third place. That's not close. It should be fifth because they shouldn't even count third and fourth. So if this is the best you got, and this is the, why the question was early, does uh, Khan overhype and under deliver? 
In this case, yeah, but don't tell me that it's bronze and and and, and try to convince me that it's gold. Third place by a mile. It wasn't close. What do you do to do better? And that's the news for this week. All right. And that means that is the show for the night. This was a good one tonight, folks. Um, as per huge, we're back live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tune us in live. Catch video um, if that's what you prefer. But if not, we're on all audio podcast platforms catch that replay the next following day um but as i always say find us at all big gold belt uh website biggobelt.com find numerous shows content and so on there uh for myself damien and jamal that is a wrap we'll see you back next week what i really need that big